Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Thanks for taking a few moments to join us as we take a look at the book. We're talking about the book of Zechariah. Zechariah is one of the apocalyptic books, along with Daniel, Ezekiel, and Revelation. The ancient Jewish prophet Zechariah had a perspective on the end times like you'll not find in any other prophetic book in the entire Bible. Well, we're going to take a moment to listen to a portion of the second part of a six-part series from Zechariah, this one entitled Visions of the Gentiles. How do Gentiles play into the end-time activities that God's Word tells us about? And who are the Gentiles? Well, that's what is going to be answered as we listen to this study by Zechariah. So let's go together to take a look at the book and listen, and I'll come back and tell you how you can get your own copy of this six-part series from Zechariah entitled The Zechariah Prospective. And now let's take a look at the book. We are studying the book of Zechariah. It is a major minor prophet. And what do I mean by that? Well, you have the prophets basically divided into two parts. The major prophets, which are the large book, the minor prophets, which are the smaller books. And the major minor prophet is the book of Zechariah, the prophet of Zechariah, it's 14 chapters long. It's divided into three parts. The first six chapters are eight visions that God gives to the prophet Zechariah, who is a prophet priest, by the way. Uniquely, there are uh, two other men who were prophet priests and have prophecies that we have recorded in the Word of God. Those two men were Jeremiah and Ezekiel. Zechariah jo joins that company. Jeremiah prophesied prior to the Babylonian captivity. Ezekiel prophesied during the Babylonian captivity. And Zechariah prophesied after the Babylonian captivity. And it's interesting that God, when he selected prophets to deal with the coming temple, he selected two prophet priests when he gave detailed information in Ezekiel chapter 40 to 46, 202 verses. And that's interesting. We're getting ready to approach and go into the Christmas season. The Bible tells us in four chapters in the, Old, in the New Testament, Matthew 1 and 2, Luke 1 and 2, of the story of the birth of Jesus Christ. There's 168 verses in those four chapters. In the six chapters of the book of Ezekiel, 40 to 46, there are 202 verses with detailed, minute detailed information about a coming temple. And so who does he get that information to? He gives it to the prophet Ezekiel, who is as well a priest and should have understanding about the temple. He's going to talk about a renewed temple or a rebuilt temple or a, another temple for the millennial kingdom that is coming. And when he gives that information, and he wants us to understand all that's about, he goes to another prophet priest, Zechariah, to give the information. In the, the message that God is giving Ezekiel through the visions, the eight visions, chapters 1 to 6, he's going to lay out some of the information about that coming temple and what the situation is going to be. Then he gives four messages. He gives four messages that God wants Zechariah to relate to all of us, and especially to the Jewish people, because it's dealing with the last three of the seven feasts that God gave 
to the nation of Israel. I can't hardly wait to get to chapter 7 and chapter 8 of Zechariah to study that with you. You see, in chapter 14, it says we're going to celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, the last of the seven feasts. We're going to celebrate it throughout at least the Millennial Kingdom, and I believe throughout eternity. And so there is a significance as far as the, pre, the, the feast that God gave to Israel. Four of those feasts have been fulfilled. Three of them are left to be fulfilled. And we're going to see in chapter 7 and 8 of Zechariah the three feasts left to be fulfilled and what the prospect for that happening in the near future is. Then the last six chapters of the book of Zechariah, 9 through 14, he deals with two prophecies. In chapters 9, 10, and 11, he deals with a prophecy of the anointed king rejected. The anointed king rejected, chapters 9, 10, and 11. In chapters 12, 13, and 14, he deals with a second prophecy, the rejected king anointed. The rejected king anointed. In other words, in the first three of those six, 9, 10, and 11, he's dealing with the first coming of Jesus Christ. And the last three of those six, 12, 13, and 14, he's dealing with the second coming of Jesus Christ. Now we move, after having had our introduction yesterday, and looking at the prophet Zechariah and his prophecies and the fact that he was a priest, prepared to be a priest outside of the land of Israel, outside of the city of Jerusalem, in the captivity while in the Babylonian captivity because he was a part of those almost 50,000 who came back with Zerubbabel and Yeshua or Joshua when they came back out of Babylon back into Israel as recorded in the book of Ezra chapter 2. He was a part of that group that came back, of those over 4,000 priests that were coming back to minister. But he had prepared to be a priest, having been born in the Babylonian captivity. He had prepared in the city of Babylon to be a priest in the temple in the city of Jerusalem. And in fact, he was prepared to be a priest when there was not any temple standing and in fact, when he came back into the land, God then chose him, along with Haggai, these two prophets who were contemporary. Haggai, probably the older man. Zechariah, we know, was a younger man. It says in chapter 2, verse 4, a young man, probably in his mid-30s or maybe early 40s. And so here's Zechariah, a young man, a contemporary with Haggai, both of them prophesying, both of them telling the Jewish people, exhorting them through their prophecies to rebuild the temple. In fact, that's exactly what Zechariah says. He makes a statement to them. He says, build your temple. Build your future for a coming Messiah that's on its way. And again, we know there's a coming Messiah and there are many prophecies. In fact, Zechariah is the second most prophetic book pertaining to the messianic prophecies in all of the Word of God. Isaiah only outdoes the book of Zechariah with prophecies of a coming Messiah. Moving through now chapter 1 up to verse 7, we have completed the introduction where God tells Zechariah in the second year, in the month of November, the second year of Darius, who was ruling over the Medo-Persian Empire at the time, he tells him to tell the people, the Lord of hosts. By the way, look at verse 3 before we get to the visions. Look at what he says in verse 3. Therefore, thus say unto them, thus saith the Lord of hosts, turn ye unto me, and say, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. 
three times in that one verse the phrase the Lord of hosts is used. Fifty-two times in the entire book of Zechariah the phrase the Lord of hosts is used. What does it mean? It's the Lord of hosts or the Lord of service or the Lord of mercy or the Lord of strength or the Lord of battle. When God changed Jacob's name to Israel, he said, I'm changing your name to Israel, and Israel means I, God, will do your fighting. You see, Jacob was a conniving twin who manipulated himself into receiving the blessing from his father and outmaneuvered Esau when he did it. And he was a very conniving young man. He had a battle with Jesus Christ. He wrestled with him all night on the Jabbok River. I was just at the Jabbok River the other day. Love to take you there sometime. I was at the Jabbok River where Jesus wrestled with uh, Jacob. And then he touched his thigh because that's the strongest muscle in your body. The thigh muscle is ten times stronger than any muscle in your body. He went for the strongest part of his body, touched his thigh, caused him to have a limp, brought him down out of his conniving ways. And he said, Jacob, no longer do you have to connive and fight and manipulate. I'll do the fighting for you. The Lord of hosts, I will come. This is God Almighty speaking. 52 times in the book of Jeremiah. Out of 14 chapters, that's a pretty good representation of God giving evidence of what he wants to have happen. And he says to Zechariah, you tell those people to turn to me, and I will turn to them. And then, three months later, look, here in November, in, in the eighth month of the second year, the eighth month is November, now look over in the seventh verse. And unto the fourth and tw four and twentieth day of the eleventh month, three months later, the month of February, how do I get the month of February? Well, we're talking about the Jewish calendar here. And you have to remember, basically, actually, there are two new years, or two yearly beginnings. One of them is in the month of April. Normally, it falls in the month of April because, remember, a, our calendar has 365 days. A Jewish calendar has 360 days, has 12 months of 30 days apiece. Every so many years, they have a 13th month so they can get back in line again. And so it becomes pretty tough, but you can figure out when they're talking basically by understanding that the new year begins in the month of April. Why? Because that is the time of Passover. Passover is the beginning of the spiritual year for the Jewish people. And it basically happens in the month of April. Sometimes it slips back in the month of March because of uh, less days in a Jewish year, but most of the time it's the month of April. So when you see in the first month, you're talking about the month of April. The eighth month is the month of November. The eleventh month is the month of February. Zacharias starts out in November. He makes a statement to the people. He grabs their attention. He says, don't be like your fathers. They just, they kill the prophets. They didn't listen to the prophets. You listen to me. Turn unto me and I'll turn unto you. Three months later, and why this, the reason for this happening, basically, if you remember when I introduced it yesterday, Haggai, he started in September. He had one message in September, one message in October. He skipped November. Zachariah started. Haggai came back in December and in January. Thank you so very much for joining us as we have taken a few moments to take a look at the book. 
the book of Zechariah, one of the 17 prophetic books found in the Old Testament. Zechariah's Perspective on the End Times is a series, a six-part series on CD, an audio series that will help you understand the times in which we're living. We listened just a few moments ago to a portion of the second part in this six-part series, Visions of the Gentiles. If you would like your own copy of this study in Zechariah, you can call our toll-free number 877-674-3298. It's toll-free from across America. Call and order your copy of the Zechariah Prospective, a six-part audio series on CD, and study the book of Zechariah so you can understand better the times in which we're living. You can go to our website and also purchase this six-part series. Our website address, www.prophecytoday.com. That's the Zechariah Prospective, a look at the end times. By the way, thank you so much for joining us. This is Jimmy DeYoung saying that in light of what we have studied in the book of Zechariah, Jesus Christ could come at any moment to call us up to be with him at the rapture. And having said that, nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...